gals. Welcome to the next episode of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. Okay. So we're doing sci-fi this week. I'm just going to like start this whole Mm -hmm. preface with that. But I did not expect to enjoy it this much. I feel like I have (laughs) been trying to talk you into doing a sci-fi topic probably since we started this because it's one of my favorite topics. Like it is hard sometimes to find a book when you're Googling because I feel like most like genres or like if you're looking at a list it's always sci-fi and fantasy and I'm like those are so different so it was kind of hard I like trying to decide what book because I was torn on because I've had this book that I picked sitting on my shelf for like months now and it's been on my TBR for like two years but I was like do I really want to do that book or do I want to try something new and different and so I spent way too long looking at books and then I'm like that looks great I'm like oh that's a fantasy book but so I'm really glad that you actually enjoyed sci-fi like that's so exciting yeah, I like ran into that issue too, though, when I was looking for a sci-fi book that it, uh, like the book suggestions that were popping up, it was like, oh, this is fantasy. I was like, I literally typed in sci-fi. What, the, what is going on? Yeah. No, thank you. I'm not here for that. Um, my biggest issue with sci-fi usually is like the scientific content. I know that that's like the point of the book, but like usually the way that it's explained is so over my head that I end up just skipping like huge chunks of pages. Yes, definitely understand that. I feel like that's what frustrates me. I started Jurassic Park like a month ago and like on page- Is it like that? Page four, it's science. Like this could be like- know that. This is like a dissertation, basically. I don't actually, I've never like read a dissertation, but what I think they are- That's what- That's what it would be. It is- so much the science and the numbers oh. and then the jewels or the kelvin exactly and i'm just that, like though. i don't remember any of this i i shouldn't have even taken these classes in college i barely passed i'm like where yeah. is jurassic park for dummies like, i haven't even taken I a mean. physics class like i stopped taking science I, in 11th grade because it wasn't required for my senior year and that was physics so i like i have very very little base science abilities anyways this book was not like that well okay there were some parts where I was like I'm just gonna skip this page because I don't quite understand anything that's happening here but for the most part the book that I picked was not like that and I know it's one that was on your TBR mm-hmm. so I will so be very to careful <laughs> to not give away any information but just talk about what the book's about um I took notes specifically keeping that in mind so I'm gonna do my best <laughs> okay. but feel free to stop me if you think I've gone too far okay I was like this will be like yeah, a good one where I'm gonna be like no 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 I don't want to know my that God, okay so I guess this is like a test of my ability to summarize <laughs> <laughs> all right so the book that I picked was Project Hail Mary it's new right mm-hmm. yeah like it came new. out like a month or two ago or something like that yeah so it's by Andy Weir where we're um he's the same guy who wrote the martian which was a really popular book at the time too amazing book i saw reviews though that said that this is better Ooh, like i read reviews that were like the martian was amazing and so i picked this up like having very high expectations and it was still better so i'm not gonna lie i'm actually now interested in reading the martian even though i haven't before because it's sci-fi but i'm interested anything that andy weir writes i'm here for (laughs) Okay, so Project Hail Mary is basically the world is ending, and so they had to send people out into space to try to save it, right? Okay, it's, our, it's a Hail basic. Mary pass, you know, football. It's a Hail Mary pass, right, exactly. So the main character, I'm, I'm trying to decide, like, do I just, like, tell you who they are? So the way the book is written, it kind of alternates between, like, what's happening right now and then, like, what happened before the main character went into space, right? So when the book starts off, the main character doesn't know their name. 
Like they don't know where they are. They're very confused. They know that they've just woken up from a coma and that there's these like robot arms trying to keep them in one place. That's like, that's like how the main character is introduced. You really don't know the main character's name until, I don't know, maybe chapter 10 um, because it hasn't come to them yet. They haven't figured it out yet, right? So basically the world is ending because they have found, I'm gonna do this as linearly as possible. Because scientists have discovered that there is this like thin red line that's going around Venus. So it's like an arc that's going through our solar system. I'm not a science person. I apologize if I mess this up. I spend a lot of time Googling to make sure I understood terms. <laughs> um, so it's like a thin red arc of light, basically, that's going by Venus. And they're like, what the heck? And the sun is dimming like by like a percent a year or something like that. But it's exponential, right? Mm -hmm. So within... Mm, I wrote it down, but basically they're planning on the world being over and there being an ice age within about 20 years. Oh, that's, so that's fairly not quick. great. Yeah, that's pretty quickly because the sun, like I said, the, the brightness of the sun is decreasing at an exponential rate. So they're expecting it to decrease by about 1% in total within the next nine years and 5% within the next 20. And that kind of reduction in heat can cause an ice age like mm -hmm. that's not good the world is not going to work together to solve this problem we have seen how the world tries to deal with major global events and it's not going to be great right it's not yeah not great all around it's not going to be good so basically this one lady strat has been given kind of carte blanche by all the governments in the world to do whatever is necessary to make sure that they prevent this from happening the, the god save humanity that is <laughs> like a lot that's of a big pressure. task yeah that's a big task so our main character i can't remember exactly why he gets picked to call oh right now i remember why okay so he gets called in he's a junior high science teacher that's, that's who it. we have picked that's to who our main character is okay yes. So he gets called in by the government and they were like, hey, so you have this theory, right? And it was like his dissertation from like a decade ago. And there, his theory was basically that like life doesn't require water, but water works because they're here on earth, right? Like life can adapt to other circumstances. It doesn't necessarily need water. Um, and so because of this th thin red line, they had discovered within that thin red line is that there's these like microbes that they call astrophage. And they're basically trying to figure out what it is, right? Like, what is this thin red line? Why is it reducing our sun? That's all they know at the beginning is that the thin red line is by Venus for some freaking reason and reducing our sun. That's pretty scary. So they start just like bringing in literally anybody that they can think of, which is why this lady has been given just like free reign to do whatever the hell she needs to do. So she brings in this guy um, whose name he still doesn't know because he has woken up in a coma. I, it's very hard to figure out where I'm going to kind of introduce the two different timelines. So I'm going to give you some basics of the story of why we're here and then the character himself. I like it. I think that's good. I think that's the right way to go. Um, so basically, they he gets pulled in by the military and is asked to like assess this because of the paper that he wrote basically garnered their interest um, from what they had found from these cells that they located within that thin red line by Venus. And he discovers that all of his theories have been wrong. There's water, right? And so he hypothesizes that that means that there's some sort of like common ancestor, right? Between this astrophage, which is essentially like an invasive species within space. It's like an algae. It eats stuff. Mm -hmm. And what it's eating is the sun. Um, can, we, can we like go have and eat something else maybe? 
right? Like anything That's my else, solution. please, just anything yeah, anything. Else. I don't know what, but something else. Anything else. But because they brought him in for this initial discussion, he knew about it, right? And there's not very many people that know about it. And they start allowing him to do tests. They like basically guinea pig on him because they don't know. They had like some astronauts bring back a sample of it from Venus. And so they have to like open the sample and they have to test and they have to try to make some decisions, right? Because they think that the world has maybe 20 years to go based on the sun's decrease in light. So this random junior high science teacher that had given up on being like a full-blown scientist is now being sucked in as the guinea pig for the government to find out if he's going to get radiation poisoning from this thing, if it's going to give him some sort of weird alien disease. They were just like, well, you could die. Good luck. He's like, I didn't, I didn't set up for any of this. Like what, what the hell? Like, so this poor guy, um, but basically because of his research, he gets chosen to go be part of the mission to try to solve this mystery right i'm not going to tell you how he gets there but obviously because the story happens he is in space so he doesn't even know how he got there he just knows that he's there so what happens is our main character wakes up and he knows absolutely nothing like this guy can't like form words he can't speak but there uh the government has developed these mechanical arms that are supposed to maintain him while in a coma for many, many years, while he travels to a star, Tau Ceti, which is, I think, one of our closest stars, if I remember correctly, because the, the astrophage isn't eating it. So they're trying to figure out why is the astrophage not eating that star? They're present in that ecosystem, but they're not eating that star. So he's sent on this mission to try to save Earth by figuring out why it's not eating this other stars to save our star, which I think is pretty cool. Makes sense to me, right? Um, who wakes up has absolutely no recollection figures it's you know the, the three-year long coma four-year long coma because they decided that the risk of him being in a coma for multiple years was less than the risk of psychosis if you're going into space on a suicide mission for multiple years oh yeah because yeah i bet like once you get out that far i mean i like only, you're alone no i also only know back. this because i've read the martian but once you go like so far like talking to earth it gets harder and like all these things yeah. so like you have like you and your crew and robot arms like robot arm probably right. is not a very good like conversation right. list so well the only way too that they could get to this star was that they had to use astrophage that algae thing that they've found to like power their ship there and so because they can only recreate so much of it like they literally paved the mojave desert to create a breeding ground for the astrophage like they're completely disrupting our ecosystem they're like blowing up chunks of the antarctic to try to preserve like the world that we have right now because they're hoping that greenhouse gases are gonna like keep enough heat in that even as the sun dims we'll still be able to survive like it's very dire like it's a very (laughs) dire situation in which he ends up going into space um so the only amount of astrophage that they could make and the amount of time that they needed because in order for him to get to tau senti or Tau Sadi or whatever within like it's it's so far away that it takes him 13 earth years to get there he doesn't experience 13 years because of time relativity and like how fast he's going Mm -hmm. but it takes 13 earth years so even if he gets all the way to Tau Sadi does some research for a year and then sends back they have these like beetles that they attach to his ship that basically can store information to send it back to earth right because they don't have enough astrophage for the entire ship to get back to earth so like even so if he spends true, true his time there and 
it's true true suicide mission like they ask each of the crew members like how would you like to die and so everyone gets to like load onto the ship the stuff that they want to use to die like one person was like heroin i want to enjoy the first few injections i hear it goes downhill from there and then i want to overdose another guy was like nitrogen i will get inside of a spacesuit and then i will pump it full of nitrogen and i will slowly fall asleep and die like wow that is dark I really thought it out it's yeah. very dark like it's it's super super catastrophic this entire thing but basically what the story is about is our main character who does find out his name is ryland grace but not until about mm, 10 to 12 chapters in um he gets like flashbacks is basically how it goes is like you have your character talking about like where he's at in space and then he'll have suddenly a flashback of something that happened on earth right right before he came to space so literally right up until the very end you're still learning more about why he's here and how that entire trip unfolded which is crazy cool um so ryland is in space to try to figure out you know why Tassetti's not being eaten while he's there he encounters like an alien species like just this entire thing I literally can can't even go further is the problem like that's the most frustrating part right here like that's the hardest part about this book is the fact that like I literally can't tell you anymore other than like his basic his basic mission um so what I will tell you is that obviously he does encounter alien species he's in space it's a long book okay it's gonna happen obviously but they talk a lot about like how these species could have, you know, managed to meet within evolutionary reasons, even though they completely different solar systems. Um, I feel like there's a lot of information I can tell you. Like, uh, truly, that's my biggest struggle with this whole book. Um, all you know, really, is that he's not in our solar system. Um, he's doing some testing. They are essentially looking for, like, a predator, right? Because, like, he's moving somewhere where there's potentially something in the air that's killing the astrophage. So he's trying to find like a, a natural predator. There's a lot of like super sciencey stuff to this book. Like they talk a lot about like the acceleration and the velocity and the angles at which the ship has to be at in order to accomplish certain tasks. Him and the alien species become pretty close. They're also by themselves. Like, so it's a very good partnership. Like there's a really good, um, I was kind of worried there was going to be a lot of just like him talking to himself in his head, but mm -hmm. like, there's a very good dialogue in this book. Um, Which is how the question is kind of. But. As far as I know, the science is spot on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know say, anything. I just want to throw this out because I could literally also touch talk about the Martian for like 9 million years. Is that, so how like anywhere started is that he wrote the Martian and it came out like chapter by chapter on his like website mm -hmm. or something like that. And then people would comment and like respond and be like, hey, actually your science is wrong. It would be this and like justify it. And then he, he went back and he, he changed his science. And oh. then the whole reason it even became a book is because a bunch of people were like, hey, could you like put this on like Amazon, Kindle or whatever? And like the cheapest price Amazon lets you put a book on there is like 99 cents. And so he was like, can't make it free. Sorry, but like people wanted to read it in one place. And now mm. look at him. That's amazing yeah. but yeah so i do believe that his science and his mathematics are like gonna be fairly accurate as, as best we know right like obviously like right. once he hits like a solar system or something we've never been he can kind of do whatever he wants but, i mean yeah exactly you can make up whatever you want yeah. um and that's probably what happened here honestly there's a lot of like very specific scientific testing they go into all of the details of how um grace they just call him grace basically 
start um, doing some additional like testing and working with the alien species to try to figure out like, okay, what are our similarities? What are our differences? What do you know? Because I mean, it's a big risk, right? To decide to interact with an alien species, especially when you know that your species is on the line. Um, oh, what I didn't say, which is very early in the book, so it's not really giving away anything. Basically, he went onto this with a crew, right? It's a small crew, but there are supposed to be three of them. So he's a scientist. There is a captain, and then I think she's there's an engineer lady. So there's someone from China and there's someone from Russia. So they basically had to pick people who had certain immunities to comas because they decided comas were the best way to travel, right? Based mm-hmm. on psychosis reasons. Um, and I guess there's like a specific gene they were able to identify in people that said like they're more likely to wake up from long-term comas, like medically induced comas. And I think that's interesting. Apparently it's a very small percentage. I don't know if that's accurate, but if he's pretty accurate, maybe. Um, so it was like one in 7,000 or something crazy, like very small amount. So it's like, you have to find astronauts who have that particular, who can also drop so whatever. Yeah. So we ended up with a, a Chinese um, guy and a Russian lady. So all of the, the nations of the world are pretty much all working together because Strat can just do whatever at the snap of her freaking fingers. <laughs> it's super cool. Like when they do like the flashbacks, like you kind of hate Strat, but you also really understand that she's just like, I just want the, the species to survive. She's like, mm-hmm. I don't care about like, the itty bitty like people here and there no our species as a whole must survive yeah um but so when grace wakes up in in the medical bay with his mechanical arms he ends up calling her like nurse robot or something um <laughs> which is pretty cool like he'll be like hey bring me coffee and she'll bring coffee like but she'll know like whether or not he has gravity or not so like if he does or doesn't have gravity she brings like a pouch of coffee versus a cup of coffee so like Ooh. it's pretty it's pretty advanced um but when he woke up his his crewmates did not survive the trip so he's the only one that survives the trip so instead of him having additional people to help him, he's all on his own. And he's just a scientist. He's literally supposed to only be for the yeah. science part. He's like, I can't fly a ship. Like, I can't do any of this. And his brain is mush. Like, yeah. If you're talking about your flashbacks, like you said, yeah. Yeah. But like the, um, it's pretty cool though, that like the ship was kind of made for like that possibility. So like, he can't open a certain doors until he remembers his name or it's like, if you can't remember your name, we don't trust you in with the control panels. You know what I mean? Fair. Very fair. Which I think is super fair. Like there were so many like minute details in this that like, I never would have thought about like ever. Um, and that's one of the things I really liked about this book is like, not only like did they do a really good job of explaining the sciencey stuff in a way that was like really digestible as somebody who super does not do sciencey stuff and like just how thorough they were like with all of the details of all the ins and outs of things that could happen i mean there's gravity there's no gravity like there's issues with the um like their fuel like there's just a ton of different things that, like you never would think about having to consider um five out of five totally recommend i absolutely fell asleep trying to power through the rest of this book last <laughs> night because i was like i can do it and then i totally I can, fell asleep cannot do it I woke up with it like on my chest and I was like, oh, okay, I should put that away. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. So I started it okay. on Audible yesterday. So I'm only like two hours in. Um, so like there's like a little bit of the things you were saying where you were like, ooh, it, it's amazing. So the narrator is Ray Porter, which one, he's already kind of one of my favorite narrators. Like mm-hmm. I listen to other stuff that he does, but he does it so well. And like, like I said, I'm only two hours in, but I have laughed out loud probably at least like seven times. It's like funny and relatable like yeah because it's like the way that he like like he comes in right and he as you said he was in a coma and it's like oh you got all these like tubes coming out of you because you know you're in a coma and just like the way that he like is realizing that where 
Did you get to the part with the catheter where he was like, oh, well, I fell out of bed and that catheter ripped right on out and that did not feel good. Yeah, and then he had one up his butt and that's how like Ray literally reads it is that he's like, there's a tube up my butt and I, I tell you, I laughed like an elementary school child because it's the way he said it. It was like, I I was not expecting that that's where this tube that we were talking about. I'm like, oh, it's a feeding. I did not see that coming either. I was like, up his butt? Yeah, and you're like, well, you I guess it makes sense. It. You got to make waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I'm really excited to finish listening to it. I also bought it because I had to have it because I loved The Martian. And so I did not know I was going to love it this much. I was re- like dreading having to do sci-fi and I ended up really oh. loving it. So now I'm like, all right, what else do we got? I'm so excited. I thought about being like, no, I want to read it. And I was like, no, he's an amazing author. It's like one of your first times probably reading sci-fi. I was like, give her the amazing author. It's I gonna appreciate be good. the opportunity. So. I knew it was on your list, but you said you were like far behind on the library ones. So like, well, I'll just buy it off Amazon. Yeah. And then when you're telling me how good it was, I was like, I have to That's own right it. Right. Like I need to buy it and know. also spend a credit. So, so. well, so on that good. note, I'm going to jump into mine. Um, so my book is like 320 pages. And I think Ooh. about page 40 is as far as I can talk before I ruin <laughs> every single thing about the book so this might be a really short little bit so I read recursion by Blake Crouch he also does uh dark matter which I read and it's also amazing um I like him as an author he does the wayward pines which got turned into a tv show which I haven't seen but I might read it because I, I watched the tv show yeah it's a trilogy apparently the book yeah. is um, and I might read it because he is a really good, he's like almost like thriller sci-fi. Like he like builds worlds really well and he gets you like really invested. So I think when I did Dark Matter, I listened to it and mm-hmm. I was like, like people would talk to me and I was like, you do not speak to me. Like middle of a work day. I'm like, you can, you can walk away because things are happening in the world. Uh, my brain is busy. So this one I'm honestly mostly gonna I think focus on the back of the book because I'm trying really hard to like I don't want to give anything away like and you learn good, huh? you learn what's what's truly happening early on but you don't know how it's happening or what is happening but if I oh. tell you what it is it will literally change your entire thought process reading the book and I know that sure. because it was accidentally ruined for me so I'm <gasps> offended for you yeah so basically the like little catchphrase for this book is that reality is broken so what's kind of happening in this world is there's like this disease going around this epidemic if you will about these people who are suffering from something called false memory syndrome and Mm. so like all of a sudden they either wake up or they're at a diner eating and all of a sudden they're just hit with like in a snap all of these memories of this entire other life lived and they have like nosebleeds and a pounding headache and they're like what is going on oh my god some of them are like reliving their death like oh, I was hit by a car or I was drowned or like Hmm. my spouse cheated me like these entire lives, like the children being like, they remember having these children that they don't have now. And so they're like, which, but they feel real. Like they feel just like another memory. Like reincarnation shit. And so it's, it's like a deja vu, but the strongest deja vu you've ever had where now you're questioning which one is real and like some of the memories start doing this like gray haze and you're like was that my current memory is that what is going on is that real yeah and so there's also like mass suicides because of this like a ton of people are killing themselves because I and i it's not really a trigger one i mean i guess if if in general people killing themselves is a book you cannot read don't read this one 
but like they don't really talk about it like I think the darkest deepest it goes is like somebody jumps off a building and then they'll be like oh yeah her body is splayed out on top of like a traumatic suicide too though where where it's like because you remember this past life you can't live with that yeah and they're all aggressive like that so all the suicides are like that one awful or like another one is like somebody like downs a bunch of pills and apparently and like and so they think that like that was what they had planned to go out on but they had left something on the stove and it caught fire and now their apartment's on fire and like six other people die but so that's kind of like what is going on and we're mainly set in like new york city is like where we start and our main one of our main because we have like two main characters but the first one is uh barry he's a detective with the new york city police and he um is like headed home i think he's headed home from work one day he's a detective like oh i did say that sorry he's headed home from work one day and a call comes over on the radio about a woman up on this building about to jump and so but he and he's the closest so he responds he goes up there and he's like trying to like talk her off the building and she's like oh my gosh i have it and that's the other one is that people think that so it's fsm false memory syndrome uh people are think it's contagious and so she's like uh you probably don't want to come close like i have it like i remember this entire life i never lived like they think it's contagious yeah they're like what is going on and so he's like uh what do i do like do i go help her like and so he's like struggling with that and she's like oh come on like come back we'll go whatever and she was like, no, his last wife, the woman who's about to jump, talked about her husband. It's like, the, his last wife didn't jump. And like, but I think she did. And so you're like, what in the world is going on? So like, she's remembering somebody else having jumped off this bridge or what? Very is- confusing trying to communicate with people. Yeah. It's so she ends up jumping. You, This is literally like page four. So that is not a spoiler. Yeah. Um, but then Barry gets like really concerned in this because like this woman was like, so like she wholeheartedly believe this and so he ends up like taking a train out to this person who's like not her husband like this is just like a random person he like goes and like knocks on the door and it's like hey like i can't remember any names on these people they're literally like they happen and then we don't worry about them anymore um he's like oh do you know this one we'll call her jan do you know jan van whoever and the guy's like what nope get out of my house what are you talking about get out of my house and barry's like strange okay whatever here's my card if you change your mind give me a call and and the guy is like okay whatever but while this is happening we're also jumping between barry's current timeline and this woman helena and she is like so she's a scientist and her mom is suffering from alzheimer's and so Mm -hmm. she had already kind of like been doing the big sciencey thing and then when she found out the diagnosis and so now she's like spent the last however long of her life um trying to like figure out memories and like what it is that is causing uh alzheimer's and so she has this whole like it's like a patent that she wants to file someday but basically what it is she wants to figure out a way where we can map people's memories so that way when alzheimer's like takes them then we could like maybe give it back to them somehow so they can like remember these parts of their life and like maybe throughout mapping all these memories we could figure out what it is that is actually eating these memories and these like parts right. of the brain of alzheimer's patients so that's how it starts and then she ends up like on an oil rig because this guy Slade comes out and he's like, hey, I have a b- bajillion dollars. Uh, come like do the oil rig. And he like knows the name of her patent that's not filed. And she was like, well, that's kind of odd. But like she's that. like, sure, you have a lot of money. Cool. And so she like signs a contract. And so now she's like on a like decommissioned oil rig out in the middle of the sea, like working on all of these things. Like they're trying to like, build a chair 
to like because that's how like there's like a chair and they strap things to your head and it's like this whole thing to figure out like mm-hmm. to get these memories and map all this stuff um so then we like kind of jump back to Barry and we've done a lot more jumping throughout all this and also in there they do actually have like days but I'm terrible at actually tracking days are hard days when I'm reading a book also the book is split into four sections um oh that kind of helps but so let me like jump back to Barry and he's like I've fallen asleep on the train ride back home because it's like almost midnight at this point he like wakes up and he's got a phone call from the guy he'd gone to see and he was like hey yeah so like sorry I was like really worried or like I'd like lie to you when you came basically like I was worried to talk to you but you're right like he was like I messed up and he was like that's what happened he was like I wanted a redo I'm like, what the hell are you talking about and he's like it was this guy I talked to this guy in this hotel on this random street okay and Barry's like okay I guess I'll go figure that out so yeah. he like still it's like the next day after this like gal had jumped so he like goes and finds this hotel so that's kind of where everything jumps off for Barry which I can't tell you anything that happens in the hotel or about like nothing well i mean like so it's like super ah not really yeah because so he like walks down the alleyway where there's like a garage door and it like opens and he decides to walk in and the elevator dings at the bottom it's empty and he goes up uh he talks to the bartender orders a whiskey and then he like overhears his people having a conversation and then he realized he was drugged and then yeah then i can't really tell you anything else that happens with barry um but then helena is like doing a whole bunch of her research and like that's chugging along super strong like all these things are happening and then she's like oh my gosh like we need these like super smart computers they're a billion dollars and slate is like well, i have quadruple billion dollars and so he's like actually they're already on the way like i Perfect. inferred you might already need these and she's like huh kind of odd that you already inferred Fast. that but whatever cool mm-hmm. and so like and everyone's super on board and then like slate starts having these like he wants to like do like some really sketchy unethical things they end up doing them so like that's it. not really a spoiler it literally happens the second page after he recommends doing these unethical Believe things it. um but yeah so like it's a great book it's really good um it literally will break your brain like and it's really hard mm-hmm to tell you about how it's going to break your brain without telling you about what's actually going on in the book but like literally you're reading it and like you're jumping through it's like you know how like kind of like how you were saying about how the main character in your book would be doing a thing and then he'd split to a memory or like he'd had a memory all of a sudden yeah so it'd be like things like that you're like reading along that's done and all of a sudden bam you're somewhere memory. else you're doing a thing this is happening and you're like what is going on oh my yeah. gosh um so great freaking book there was one part that was boring as all hell um kind of oh, closer good. to the end it gets a little like governmentally in there and it makes sense for the book but i was just like when is the drama gonna come back so i'm gonna give oh. it like 3.75 no 4.4 wow numbers were hard <laughs> I was like, because I was picturing the three quarter star, and then I came out with a three, four and three quarter stars. Okay. Because it's a great book. I, this is an issue that I do have with sci fi. Like, I, I love to read sci fi books, but trying to tell somebody about a sci fi book is so hard because you're just like, there's so many things like, that I can't happen tell you that because like, then that leads yeah, to that. Yeah. It's, it's like yeah. you have to discover all of it on your own. 
um nice. all in all it was a pretty quick read um like I would like sit down for like a lunch break and be like okay I'll just read a little bit and then I'd go to like track it and I'm like oh I ran to read like 50 pages like what the heck like so it does go quick which is really okay. nice because you also get pulled in um the ending I was questioning how it was going to end oh no it's like it could have gone one of two ways mm. and it's like you hope it goes the one way but I was like but I can see I can see how the way I don't want yeah. and then it would just end and then you're just going to be left going damn it and it could have gone either way I'm not going to tell you which one I'm not going to tell you if I liked it or uh-huh. if I went damn it because it could have gone either way um but yeah literally I don't know that I've ever read a book that like like I would literally have to stop sometimes and be like what in the world is happening like I can't follow it but then like four pages later you're like oh I see what happened like, okay. oh I see that yeah yeah but amazing book maybe don't start reading it your first work your first week of a brand new job or your brain's already dead from learning but he's a Solid. great author also like I said dark matter his other one because he like does a lot of things with like reality like the other one is kind of also like reality is different and changing and like what's true and what's fake and dimensions mm-hmm. um yeah I really nice. enjoy, I really enjoy sci-fi books I that's like them. some solid picks we're gonna have to pick sci-fi more often yeah I, I would I like to branch hooked. out we can try I mean it's probably author dependent but most genres mm-hmm. are so that's true yeah and then also just taking the time I think one other thing with sci-fi is taking the time to find a book that maybe you're actually interested in especially if it's a new author like a topic where you're like because sometimes with like a thriller or dystopian or whatever it is you can kind of like take a gamble on it and you're probably going to like it or whatever if you like that they're all the same let's be real but I feel like sci-fi is so all over the place of like do you want space exploration do you want other things that I can't think of right now because we both kind of you had that I had mine but I can't tell you my, there's a lot of space my reality being broken one um sciencey stuff science. i just like it when there's a good balance you know yeah. like where it's easy to understand and they put it in like layman's terms i hate it yeah. when they like, expect that you have a phd in physiology to do yeah. it like and, no. the, and like and i guess yeah going back to that one like the science i think there's only probably a few times in this book where they actually talked about the science of something oh but it was like a couple sentences and like it wasn't like oh the jewels times the whatever and the this and the that and the things it was just like this is well, it yeah, and, I then, hate that. <laughs> and then they would explain it and you were just like oh okay like I could follow along like I know why you're doing what you're doing based on the number or they're right. like this is the number that you need and you're like okay and then it's like well that number was only two above well that's not great then like we want right. obviously we want a bigger number so he does a good yeah. job in that of also like the science part i think he does explain it's much lower than anywhere but yeah uh but it's it's still really good good yeah like in mine they did a good job of like kind of bouncing around between like the imperial uh like metric or imperial system versus metric system mm-hmm. so like he would be like inches which is x amount in whatever metrics and i was like okay that helps. Like, thank you yeah i appreciate that but they like explain why too like yeah why it matters it's, it's super helpful so yeah. Hot tip for anyone who wants to write sci-fi. Yeah, add that in. Make it easier make it, for us. Make it understandable for someone who people. made it through 11th grade science. <laughs> uh, 
um next episode we are in are we in october for the next we're month? in october yeah spooks, spooks season. my favorite season yeah so i think the next one we're gonna see if we can try and get the king of horror himself to be afraid that's so it yeah come back see what that means that's fun you know a little teaser um i love it yeah and i think at that point now we're just at the socials so y'all know those instagram is it's in the past bedtime and twitter iipyb underscore pod you can also check out our website, isn't it pastorbedtime.com to see what we've talked about in the past, what's in the archive, what's coming up next. Yeah, uh, rate, review, subscribe, all those things. Tell your friends. We really appreciate it. If you have like another sci-fi book that's amazing, that's maybe by a different author so we can branch Tell out, me. we would love to know because <laughs> we want to do this topic again. Rachel learned a new genre she likes. So like, help, help us. Help all right. Me. We'll talk to everyone later. Bye. Bye.